This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. Hey, Matt. Hey, Adam. It's the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. We got a great show for you today. We always do. We always do. Yeah. Answer, How you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how's things? You're still you're still on honeymoon, right? I am. Yeah. For uh, I've got, we've got a few days left here. I'm just in Bangkok in an area called Tongla Ekamai. Actually, uh, later on today, I'm actually going to check out. It's, um, it's called Mahana Khan. It's a new development down in um, an area called Silom. And it's, uh, it actually was just completed earlier this year, 77 floors. And uh, it's actually... And it's a residential really condo complex? Yeah, it's, a, it's mixed use. So it's, it's part of the building is a hotel. Part of it is, was resale condos. But what's interesting actually about it, and it made me think about Vancouver House, is it's got a really interesting facade. So uh, Vancouver House is the architect was Bjark Angles and the company was Bjark Angles Group, who's um, who's doing it along with uh, West Bank. And, and uh, this is a German architect that actually did this building here. And it, it's the facade is actually supposed to look pixelated and the best like an, like an Atari game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. It, the best way I could describe it is it's it almost looks like, you know, the game Jenga. By Irwin. I'm familiar. By yes. Irwin. <laughs> it's, it's almost uh, like six years of my uh, life yeah. from 11 to 17. <laughs> the homeschooling years. Yeah. The, where the, uh, it, it almost looks like a half completed Jenga game. So there's, there's 
parts of the building that looks like it's it's missing and then the top of the building looks like it's almost half completed so it's uh yeah i'm, I'm really excited i'll, I'll take cool. uh, I'll take a couple we'll take photos some take some photos on our facebook page for sure right on just as an aside i think i hear some tropical birds in the background yeah i thought actually i'm on my on my balcony here at the hotel and uh yeah, it's it's about probably plus thirty two or so, and uh, lots of uh, lush greenery around. Tough me, life, so. tough life. Yeah, well, yeah. back to the grind in a couple of days. So yeah, sounds good. So a few notes about the podcast. First of all, today we have Alex Yao, right. uh, a realtor from Century Twenty One that we work very closely with. On who is uh, his business is about fifty percent, fifty fifty, as I understand it, with Mandarin speakers on one end and. Uh, English speakers on the other. So we're, we're going to have Alex on to, to talk to us about feng shui and what, what that means and what to know when you go to sell your place. First of all, what, what, is, what is feng shui? Maybe you should break it down and, and give us your thoughts. <laughs> the hardest part of this interview is probably breaking Maybe we down should... what feng shui is. But yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, the philosophy of harmonizing everyone with the surrounding environment, I think, is uh, the way I would describe it uh, or Wikipedia well, would describe that's it. A fairly, that's uh, a fairly tight description. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, I think the, it's interesting because, he, you know, of course, Alex works with a lot of Chinese Canadian uh, buyers. But, you know, I would say that in Vancouver and definitely all over the world in uh, major cities, feng shui is, is becoming more and more important, you know, and I, and right. I think the, the reality is, is it applies to everybody. You know, in the past I've, I've had feng shui reports done on the property and I find that that's actually a fairly common, it a, is a common thing to do now with a listing. It know? is. And it's funny the people that ask about feng shui is you get a variety of different people and they're concerned sometimes from the perspective of um, the energy moving throughout the house and and that sort of thing. But often it comes down to resale. And they know that uh, there's a lot of different uh, cultures operating within our marketplace and uh, it can be important. Yeah, and that's exactly why we had Alex on. I mean, we have a fairly large uh, Mandarin-speaking contingent that listens, but we are thinking that it's important to a larger swath of the population here because we we live in Vancouver and when you go to sell, you want to have all the variables in check and you want to know exactly what sellers are looking for and why Alex's chat that I had with him is going to be so useful. Yeah, Matt, and if anyone actually wants some good contacts for a consultant to look at feng shui at properties, that's basically what they do. They do a, a residential consultation, an on-site assessment, um, an analysis, and then they provide a report with recommendations how to right. improve your property overall. And I, I mean, it is important in our marketplace. And uh, I, when you actually think about some of the uh, different philosophies around it, it can actually really make a, make a home feel feel much better. So... Yeah, two thoughts about what you just said, Adam. First off, feng shui and its importance is different depending on what area of Vancouver or the lower mainland you live in. Um, So, you know, if you have any questions about whether uh, feng shui and a consultation is relevant in your case, of course, give uh, Adam or myself a call and and we can definitely advise you in that situation. The second thing is, is that feng shui is, of course, very Chinese specific. um, But I think you're right in saying that a lot of these ideas of flow, um, of course, translate across cultures and and just make places more livable. Right, right, right. Well, Matt, anyone who listens to our podcast knows that we're... We're not great when it comes to flow, but uh, maybe we should turn it over to Mr. Alex Yao, the feng shui master himself. Without further ado, here's the flow master himself, Alex Yao from Century 21. Enjoy, Enjoy, guys. 
All right, I'm here with Alex Yao, realtor extraordinaire from Century 21 Intown Realty here in Vancouver. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. How are you? Super well. Thanks so much for making the trek out to Strathcona. No, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a bit of a ways from Yale Town. No, it's a beautiful office. Yeah. Love it. It's, uh, we've talked about this office before. <laughs> beautiful, not so much, but uh, but it definitely keeps the rain off of us. Oh, so that's, uh, that's, that's good. Maybe I'll just tell our audience a little bit about why we, we brought Alex on. Alex was, was born in Taiwan. He's part of our team. He's been in Canada for most of your life. Yep. But you you work with what about fifty percent of your clientele would be either recent immigrants from China or Mandarin speakers. Uh, yeah, I, I would say probably over the last year, maybe around forty fifty percent. Okay. And the reason we bring this up is Adam and I just had a, a listing. Uh, we had a showing and there was actually a, a lane behind the house and another lane that went away from the backyard and. One of the things we heard from a, a realtor who brought his Chinese clients through was this was not so good for feng shui. Mm-hmm. But my point here is it got us thinking, Adam and I, hey, we, you know, let's let's bring on somebody who knows uh, a lot about what Chinese buyers, Mandarin speaking buyers are potentially looking for and some of the, the pitfalls that you could fall in. If you were a seller who didn't uh, didn't know the cultural logic of, of a lot of buyers here in the Lower Mainland. So that's why we brought you on, Alex, to give us the top three differences uh, or top three things that you may not know about potential buyers of your home or condo if they are Mandarin speaking or of Chinese descent. Yeah. I mean, as a realtor, I want to be able to represent all my clients sure. as much as possible. And, you know, this, this is something that I think would benefit a lot of the locals, a lot of the local sellers, for example. You got to know your market. Exactly. In this ever-changing market, you want to be able to uh, expose your home, expose what you're selling to a wider market, as wide as possible. Right? Absolutely. So I think that's what we're doing this. And and one thing we should say, and I know you are concerned about this, Alex, and I, and I am as well. Well, we're speaking in generalities, definitely not meant to offend anyone. Absolutely. It's, it's purely educational. You know, it, it's, uh, well, I use the term educational loosely, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the Vancouver it, Real Estate Podcast, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that, that, that I can pull from, from the experience of the working experience with, you have. Uh, with Chinese realtors. Sounds good. So without further ado here, Alex, number one. Feng Shui. I'm, I'm sure that most people have heard of that, feng shui, but not many people know exactly what that means. You can't right. really put a finger on it. So why don't I just start by explaining what those words mean. Sure. Feng in Mandarin, feng, it means the wind. Shui was actually pronounced shui. That means water. So the wind and water. So kind of how the earth moves. It's just the natural energy, the natural luck, the natural way of bringing energy into your home. Interesting. Yeah. So I often hear it has good feng shui, mm-hmm. it has bad feng shui. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things that would give you bad feng shui? Well, there's there's a few different things for different people, but there is some common ground as well. Uh, one of them being, uh, for example, you don't want to open your front door and ha- see a big street kind of shooting at you. You know, like, for example, on, on the top of a T. Right. And actually, well, that's uh, in, in my short intro of, of why we brought mm-hmm. you on, Alex. Exactly. We had a T at the at the rear of the house, which which was an issue. But it, so being on top of a T either way is, is a bad is a bad thing. Yeah, because it's, it's energy shooting at the home. 
You know what I mean? And and you don't know what kind of energy it is. You know, it's coming from outside. It could be good, could be bad. It's kind of luck as well mixed in there. But I guess it is the issue that it's uncontrollable. It could potentially be bad energy. Exactly. And it, because it's coming from outside, it, it's uncontrollable, as you said. Just whatever that that's there can come in. Right. And you kind of want to protect your home. Interesting. And I don't know if it's exactly the same, but I've had similar feedback in, in condo buildings that the unit wouldn't be on a T, but opening a door and looking into the fire exit right. or or into the garbage chute area th- that seems to be you know apart from just the, the potentially uh, bad smells it it's bad bad feng shui as well yeah it, it's kind of hard to control in a in a strata <laughs> building unfortunately um but but yeah it do, does definitely apply i mean you don't want really want to be kind of across the hallway from the garbage room for example or that might be cross-cultural but it sounds like uh, <laughs> but even exit doors exit doors same thing I mean th- those are kind of the main entrance and exits of the building uh, that's kind of what most people look for I'll give you an example I I, uh, I have a friend that recently sold his place he was listed I think back in June when the market was dead hot and uh, he had a beautiful place in North Vancouver it's a penthouse super high ceilings you know and but the thing is I mean he has a corner unit as well which is which is usually a great thing, right? Yeah. But the front door of the entrance shoots straight down one of the hallways, the L-shaped hallways, mm-hmm. because he's on a corner. Right. So it's kind of the corner, of a 90-degree angle corner. Right, right. So with with units on both sides, that his front door shoots down one of the hallways. And that kind of, that, that really prolonged the uh, the sale of his, his condo. And and because it, it wasn't appealing to a lot of people because that was bad feng shui. That's what, I've, that's what I heard from, from him, from the feedback he got. Fascinating. And so for the context of our general listenership, it doesn't much matter if you, you care much about feng shui yourself. It's when you go to sell. This is, this <laughs> exactly. is going to rear, potentially rear its head. Yeah, because you want to open up your your market right that that's essentially what we're getting at absolutely so any any other any other tips in terms of feng shui does floor height matter oh absolutely um i i think a lot of people including myself i'd I'd love a ground floor unit a lot of the ground floor units here in vancouver they have kind of a private yard yeah Um, if you want outdoor space often it's the best way to go barbecues you know uh outdoor furniture and so forth and i i personally love it but uh i find that a lot of my chinese clients don't They'd rather be on a higher floor without a yard. But again, you get more sunlight. You get a better view. You get, uh, there's less people above you, kind of on top of the world. I see that as one of the things that people look for as well, Chinese buyers specifically. And and last with feng shui here. So we've looked at the T's and, and uncontrollable energy, floor height. In terms of the layout of the suite, I often hear about flow, good flow, mm-hmm. um, you know, for feng shui. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a client that really, really liked a, a specific floor plan and a pre-sale. And we went to see the floor plan. Everything looks good. Everything's laid out perfectly. Right. Except the fact that the powder room is right next to the entranceway you kind of open the door and you're kind of at a horizontal hallway mm-hmm. which directly across from the entrance door is the bathroom and that was an issue because well again it goes back to feng shui the feedback i got was that it's kind of it's it's not exactly the cleanest place in a, <laughs> in right. a place right so so i think that's kind of that kind of uh, affects the entrance and exit of of the unit Interesting. Okay, so feng shui is is number one. We got two more here. Mm -hmm. Number two, Alex. 
Uh, I think a lot of people know this already, the numbers. You know what? You'd be surprised. I think it's, you're either, if you know it, I think you'll hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't, it's <laughs> it, it, it's probably something new. So Yeah, it's definitely cultural just because of why this came about or how this came about. Well, wait, so when you say numbers, what are we talking good numbers? We're talking bad numbers? Both. Well, the most common negative number is the number four in the Chinese culture. And right. That, and that's because it's in Mandarin, it sounds like the word death. And uh, obviously, that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> but uh, another cross cultural. Nobody's really <laughs> interested in death. <laughs> yeah. So you see a lot of buildings downtown, for example, high rises that don't have the number four. Right. No, uh, no four, no fourteen. So I, I have an example: the Shangri La building. Mm-hmm. The the brand Shangri La originated in Asia, Malaysia, actually, right? Singapore, Malaysia. So that building specific, it's a high-end hotel on the bottom 15 floors. Above that to the 43rd floor is, it's a live-work strata. Above that, above the 45th floor is the residences. Right. Okay, so two, two separate stratas plus the hotel on the bottom. That's kind of how the hotel's laid out. They do not have a level four. They mm-hmm. do not have a level 14 on the hotel side. Um, they do not have a level 44. 40, well, 44 actually does exist. It's a, it's a mechanical floor. Right. Um, so nobody, nobody's, no one lives there. nobody's living on 44. Exactly. So I mean, just little things like that, that, that may affect the market. I mean, the people looking at your house, for example. So recently in Vancouver, and we've talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before, they've decided to not allow high-rise towers moving forward to not have fours, 14s. You have to have those floors. And I think the logic is that it, was confusing to emergency responders potentially working from the outside. We need you to run the ladder up, fireman, to floor number six. Is it six? Is it seven? Is there a fourth floor? Nobody knows, which makes a lot of sense. But moving forward, would you advise a client, Mandarin speaking or not, to buy on a fourth floor? It's a personal preference, honestly. But uh, if if my clients are looking for that for that floor, absolutely. If they're they're looking for a floor plan that's only specific to that floor, absolutely. But you know what? If you have the choice, I would go above a uh, floor above. You'd avoid <laughs> it like like the plague. Well, yeah. or, or even like death. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But uh, so four is a terrible number all around. It, do we got a good number? Number give eight. Us, give us something good. You know else. that number? You see that all over license plates. You see that on uh, on Chinese realtors' cell phone numbers. You see uh, you see a lot of number eights. So right. When, when <laughs> a lot of email addresses with eight 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 at gmail dot com. Exactly. Right? So the number eight uh, again in Mandarin that that. Uh, that sounds like the word wealth, uh, and of course, that's a good thing. So, eighth floor, good. Eighth floor is good. Eighty-eighth floor, if there's any in Vancouver ever. <laughs> uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, the Concord Pacific Display Center is at eighty-eight Pacific, which go. I think is is not an accident. I do not think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, eight's good. Four is bad. That's number two. Last but not least, number three, Alex, what do you got for us? So this uh, is more about uh, the areas of Greater Vancouver that Chinese buyers are kind of looking for. Right. So what what are some of the hot areas and, and what's kind of the logic behind the areas where, where we see uh, a prevalent Chinese population? Sure. Um, I, I think most people know uh, in Richmond, for example. Um, there's uh, it's predominantly Mandarin speaking, right. Mandarin Cantonese speaking. Um, uh, p- new uh, immigrants, for example, they come to Vancouver. They want to ease into the culture, just like anybody would, right? And it makes sense, right, from a language perspective, from the food. Yeah, exactly. I, I've had clients who live in the West End that that 
drive out to Richmond for lunch yeah. three or four times a week just yeah, because it, the Chinese food's so good. So it makes a lot of sense from, ab- absolutely. from that perspective. Absolutely. I mean, you don't see a new immigrant going to Cactus Club every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, it's a lot to do with uh, with their comfort level, with with the new culture. With kind of. Canadian society, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So it's easier for them to communicate in Richmond, for example. It's easier for them to find the food they like, find the entertainment they like, and et cetera. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Is there any general, like I think I have a lot of clients looking for the next up and coming area. Yep. Is that something that you have uh, discussions with with a lot of your Chinese buyers? or? Well, especially because we've been seeing a lot of big money flow in from, from Asia, from China. Sure. We see that people are really buying up land. Yeah. And they're starting to pick up places like down the Canby Corridor, down... Yeah, uh, really popular exactly, area. Exactly, Shaughnessy, sure. um, Dunbar, just places that has a lot of land and, and beautiful homes, right? Mm-hmm. They want places, if they're looking for a nice place, a good area, they're looking for an established good area, not an up-and-coming good area. They okay. want something that's proven. Yeah, exactly. and and the reasons reasons for that? Yeah, because... A lot of them have kids that wants to go to nice schools, for example. That's just one of the reasons. You know, they want specific school districts. Um, they're big on family. They they want their whole family to to enjoy the uh, the sense of community that that they're looking for. It could be any kind of community, but the community that's comfortable for them. So it sounds to me like your your Mandarin-speaking clientele or your Chinese clientele are not betting on kind of the Strathcona villages. You know, this is this is going to be amazing five, eight years from now. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think they need to bet on it. You know, they're, they're looking for places that's already established, and there's a lot of those places in Vancouver. Where they want to be today. Exactly. So um, right now I have a listing in on uh, down the Canby Corridor uh, and 48th, uh, right. 163 48th Avenue, or West 48th Avenue, and... I mean, it, it, that's a, that's one of the the great areas. Great schools, great easy to easy for transportation, and it's just established already. That's, yeah. that's the point I'm getting at. Yeah, and uh, it's Strathcona. I mean, it, we we know it's an up and coming place. It's great. Yeah, and it's and it's a fantastic place to but be. There's but there's going to be change. Yeah, that's a, essentially the thing. It's it's like feng shui in the beginning when when we talked about uh, uh, the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it is. Fantastic. So we got three differences from. Uh, resident expert Alex Yao. Thanks so much, Alex, for coming in. And you and before me. you leave, uh, especially if somebody's interested in that big hot listing of yours, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you? My email address is alex at yaorealestate.com, website at uh, www.yaorealestate.com, and my phone number is 604-374-5534. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Alex. Thank you for having me. So there you have it, folks. Our discussion, or I should say my discussion with Alex Yao from Century 21. Alex is a really smart guy, really great realtor, and uh, hopefully everyone got something from that. Yeah, Matt, I'm going to actually be listening to this interview with our listeners when uh, the podcast goes live on Wednesday. Well, so wait for it. You're going to be blown yet, away. But, uh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. So so what do we have, uh, Adam? We got anything for, for the listeners here? I mean, one thing we should say is we're getting a lot of people sending us some really interesting content that we're posting on Facebook. So if you haven't sure. come, uh, come and liked our Facebook page, check it out because there's a lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff happening over there. What about next week's episode? Next week, we've got it's a special end of the year episode. And uh, so stay tuned. It's going to be uh, it's going to be going to knock episode. your socks. 
walks off. Yeah, I'm going to be out For of sure. town. Adam's going to be back. Can't even wait to see what he does with this. We're going to be, uh, we're still doing our review drive. Yeah, review drive. Um, it stalled a little bit. If, if you like the podcast, you know, the biggest compliment you can give us is to review us on iTunes or on Stitcher or on Google Play. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're at 84 reviews. Uh, we're trying to get a, a, to 100 reviews before the end of the year. And uh, Matt, I'm, I haven't done the math yet, but I'm, that's basically got to be like a review a day. You know what? I, I have done the math. This is going live tomorrow, which is the 14th. Presumably New Year's Eve, nobody's going to do anything. That basically gives us exactly a review a day. I review think we can day. do it. I think we can do it. <laughs> so is, if you, We don't have egg on our face <laughs> after this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, hey, uh, yeah, thanks for the call. I'm going to get back to my day here. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adam's out of town for the next couple days. Uh, so give me a shout, 778-847-2854 or matt at scalinarealestate.com. Um, you know, by the time you probably listen to this, Adam will be back. Adam, how can people reach you? 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com. Fantastic. And that's a nonpartisan line. Info at We love to uh, hear from so many listeners. So thanks very much, guys. And uh, we'll speak next week. Have a great week. 2,000 Faces for Radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.